Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next What up, Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day, Jay, also known as Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you, sir. A very special edition of the news coming up later, Blandy. Is that true? Yeah, oh yeah, are you ready for a curveball? Okay. A little October surprise? Yes, I'm ready. You don't know a thing, right? I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm, I'm excited. In a good way and in a bad way. What do you mean in a bad way? I mean, you're I don't excited know what in you're... a bad way. Yeah, like I don't know what's coming. Like I'm a little nervous. Like in a, it's like the know... upcoming election. He's excited yeah. in a good way it, and a bad it's way. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you're not excited in a bad way for the election. No. Yeah. No. I think so. All right, guys. If you listen to our show, if you like our show, please go onto iTunes wherever you listen. Leave us a five star rating and or a positive review. And please, I'm begging you, please, subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe. Make sure everyone you know who's a Knicks fan subscribes to the one show that can make a difference in all of their and your lives, just like it has for Jay. truly has. Jay, how much of a difference has this podcast done for your life? I mean, these last however few months have just, it's, it's been night and day. It really has. Just life is better. It's just, it's happier. I'm happier. Wait till the Knicks start playing games. The birds are chirping <laughs> louder. The, the flowers smell spectacular. They haven't played since March, so. Right, and then your life got even better when your whole family had to go under quarantine for COVID, right? Yes, which just ended on yesterday. Yesterday was our oh, first day out of quarantine. Congratulations. My condolences. <laughs> Back to work. It was rough. It's not easy. Oh no! So that's why you want to do the show earlier tonight. Well, I got to be up early. You have to. You have to commute back in. Yeah, but your family made it through. Obviously, isn't that amazing? How did they? How did nobody get it? I don't know. I mean, a woman with COVID was in our house for two days in a row, and nobody ended up with COVID. Unbelievable! So, very lucky. All right, everybody. The NFL. The NF. We have to talk about the NFL season now for a moment, for a brief moment, which is unbelievable. The NFL season is in full swing. That's a weird, that's weird ad copy because like in full swing is like a baseball reference and yet we're talking about football. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's in full swing. You know what? They probably, it, they probably just pulled the ad from MLB. Either that or they just want to throw in a bunch of sports phrases. No, I guarantee it was the MLB season is in full swing and they just swapped out some words. <laughs> right, go ahead. But I don't even know why I'm reading that because Barry... Barry is a brand new, what do you call it, client or I'm a customer. brand new client of betonline.ag. I opened up an account. I put some money in. And not only is it easy to do, but you will get 50%. I don't know if this is in the ad, but they'll give you 50% of free play money when you sign up. So if you put in 100 bucks to start, they'll give you $50 of free play money to play with. 
which I lost right off the bat. All right. So you start. You had 150 bucks. Had 150 bucks. And what'd you bet on? Monday Night Football. Giants, Oof. Eagles. Oh no! I took Philly. Oh, it was it was close, and uh, I lost. So, but I used the fifty dollars. I was gonna bet all one fifty. I ended up just using the fifty dollars of free money. So I was like, all right, I didn't really lose anything until Thursday night when I dropped a hundred <laughs> bucks. <laughs> so oh. you're done. Now you're out. So now I'm back at zero, and it's like, oh. do I want to put more money in, or I might wait till the draft because I you could actually bet on the draft, the NBA draft. You could bet on where players are gonna go which is wow. pretty cool. Like at what number they're going to go. So can you give us an example of that? Yeah, so you could bet on like, um, you know, Denny Avdia, is he going to go sixth or like within two spots of six? And there's odds for that. Why would you want to bet on that? I don't know. That's like, I would rather bet on that than a game, I think. I would rather bet on that than football because I know nothing about football. <laughs> you know? It just seems like there's so many different like variables. Well, this draft is particularly hard, but maybe you win more money because of that. Yeah, and that's what makes it fun. That's, that would make draft night fun. I'll let you know when we get closer to uh, draft night okay. where I'm going to throw some money. Yeah, we definitely have to do that. So guys, head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses like Barry just mentioned. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, did you see that, that video of um, Chris Paul and Dennis Smith Jr. leading a charge of voters? Where were they? Fayetteville... University. North Carolina. Chris Paul is from Winston-Salem, and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is from Fayetteville. That's correct. But yeah. Chris Paul is actually traveling around the country. He's visiting like, historically black colleges to yeah. get the word out there to vote. So I he, guess because, like, like, like Blandy just said, he was from Carolina, and so is Dennis Smith Jr. They, they met up there, and they you know, rallied these students to vote early. It's quite an unusual pairing there. Well, it would be if they weren't both from there you know but yeah sure yeah it, it, it makes perfect sense Chris Paul is now coming to the Knicks a sign of things to come that's right <laughs> the future Knicks backcourt leading the future of America but it is nice to see them sending a positive message and, and the New York it is Knick, nice. a young Nick sending a positive message doing something good for the community yeah and it was great to see I, I saw that one soundbite of Dennis Smith Jr. after that explaining the importance of what they were doing I love seeing anytime you see the Knicks in a positive light and speaking out about anything. I honestly don't, you don't see much of that. So I don't know if things have changed a little bit under new management, but typically we don't see much of that. So it was nice to see them, especially Dennis Smith Jr. with all of his struggles last year on the national stage in some way, in a really positive way. Yeah. Next to one of the best players in the NBA. That's nice to see. And possibly a future Nick. DSJ, possibly a former Nick. I mean, we don't know. Off season is early, but it's going to be quick, apparently. Yo, yeah. I'm sure we'll get to that later in the news, right, Jay? We will. Yes. I've got it all. If you can fit it into whatever we're doing. <laughs> Jeez. Um, okay. It's a warning. So according to rumors, the Golden State Warriors have been spending a lot of time with players in that in the 8 to 10 range, which has a lot of Knicks fans getting excited about a possible move-up scenario. And we're also hearing that LaMelo is not performing well in his pre-draft interviews. Are you guys shocked by any of that? I'm a little shocked, actually. I mean, this this kid's been in the spotlight, you know, since he was, like, out of diapers, basically, just about. Uh, I mean, have, has there been any examples of where he's been, uh, you know, his downfall's been in these interviews? I do have an interview here of, of a, 2020, a 2020 Combine interview from four weeks ago. And 
after listening to this, I, I'm not surprised that he's performing very poorly. Well, that's, that's okay. odd because I just read something about how he he like in a lot of people's eyes, he's leapfrogged Anthony Edwards and is the presumptive number one overall pick. Well, he may he yeah, may that's different that than may be true, but he's just his interviews are underwhelming. Let's put it that way. But he's look, still, if there's going to be a fault right. that an NBA player is going to have, you know, whether it be his shooting. His rebounding, his passing, his defense, or his interviews. <laughs> you know, give me his interview every time to be the, the guy, my guy's downfall. Well, let's listen to some answers. And I'm just going to play the, a lot of the beginning questions in this combine interview. And I didn't just, this is not just me picking out the worst ones. All right. We're just going to play a bunch of them and you're going to see what he answers naturally to questions. Full answers here. Lamella, looks like you in the gym getting a workout in. What things are you? Are you working on and getting ready for the and getting ready for the draft? Yeah, I just finished on the whole like body workout and stuff, like weights and working on your muscles and all that. So I just doing a little interview with y'all. What kind of workouts are you doing in the gym? You know, just doing some body workouts, you know, working my muscles. And now I'm doing an interview with you guys. LMO, thank you for reminding me that you're doing an interview <laughs> with me right now. <laughs> in case I didn't realize. What kind of workouts are you doing? Body workouts, you know, working out my muscles. Uh now we're doing this interview. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Wanted to follow that up. Obviously, when you look at, I'm here in Phoenix. So when you look at the Suns, um, they have size and length, and you obviously bring both of those two to the table as well as a playmaker. Has the Suns been in contact with you, and how, how could you see yourself blending with that group? Uh, I haven't heard anything, but uh, yeah, with that group too, feel very confident that it'll be nice too. Feels very confident that it'll be nice too. All right. And lastly, what do you feel like you can bring right away to the NBA? What are things that when you watch games, you go, you know what? I'm going to be able to do this immediately once, once I get my opportunity. I mean, just the flow of the game, just see how it's going, you know, the passing, the outlets, just any little thing pretty much. Somebody like in the car, like with the engine running, that like he's got to get out of there real quick. <laughs> this is a national interview, isn't it? Yeah, this is with a ton of media. Yeah, he's, that's, you know. he's a man of few words. <laughs> Wait. Hey, Lamilla, thanks for doing this. Um, how do you feel like going to Australia and, and working on your game there helped you? Honestly, I feel like that helps a lot. And I feel like that's how I am now with, like, anything that picks me, I'm good. Because just being over there, it's just a whole different world, you know? Something you got to see. And then even with Lithuania, I've been through that, too. So it's just a whole lot of stuff I've been through, too. Make me who I am today. He literally says nothing. Right. He didn't give me an example of why said, it's a whole different world. He told you he's what he's been through. He's been, you know, it's a lot that he's been through. He's been through that. Yeah, but Craig, Jay, if if either one of you guys are either, you know, GM or coach of a team, is this really swaying you that much? No, I don't think no, it is. No, of course not. I don't think but, it is. Well, it's, it's interesting because, so I, I, I saw that and then I, I really, I felt like he needed to wash this away from me a little bit because I really do like him as a player. And another video on YouTube was up um, with, uh, I think his name is Mike Schmitz, the scouting guy on ESPN. Right. And he did one of those videos with LaMelo where LaMelo and him break down some of his own highlights. And I got to see some great highlights of LaMelo and then this guy Schmitz he like asked Lamelo, "Hey, what were you seeing here? Like, why did you? How did you? When did you realize you were to make that pass?" And Lamelo couldn't say anything about how he was doing it, why, what he was seeing. He was just always like, I don't, "It's just I've always done it. I don't know. It's just natural. It's instinct." Which is interesting, I think, in a way, because 
And I think that the guy, Mike, was kind of flabbergasted at, at how little thought process goes into it for LaMelo. It's just completely natural. He doesn't even know how he's doing it. And he does get praise for his basketball IQ. So, I mean, it's definitely there. And, and maybe that's what it is. It's just innate in him because that is one of his strengths is being able to see the floor and making right decisions. Yeah, he's like, I don't even know. It's like, I don't know. I just have always played that way. The scouting guy was asking him like how he can, he'll get a rebound and then look so casual, like he's about to be real casual bringing the ball up and then out of nowhere throw a full court length pass to a guy open under the basket. Right. Um, just like so casually. He was like, I don't know. I just I've always played that way. My dad taught us how to play really fast. You know, I can just see things and I don't really think. And to me, that's, I mean, that, I understand a little better why he he's obviously not a very cerebral player, but it's just instinct and natural, which is almost, I mean, that's probably better, right? He doesn't have to think For at all. For the most part. He, so yeah, obviously it's better because He's going to make quick decisions, and nine times out of ten, it's going to be the right decision, and right. a decision that another player might not even be able to make. You can't make. It's hard to make a wrong decision if you're not even making decisions. You know, he's <laughs> right. not making decisions. Right. So the other side of that is okay, but but how well is he going to be able to be coached, and how well is he going to be able to learn schemes, and you know, rotate on defense, and you know, do the right play that the coach is teaching you to do above and beyond just instinct. And maybe that's why him being so unresponsive to questions and and not being able to explain himself could be an issue. But he's obviously turned into a great player, so he's obviously taking in some coaching properly, yeah. right? And he's cemented himself in the top two of this draft, you know, no question. And then some other draft pick news related to the Knicks. A nice little dinner in Miami, which has Knicks fans getting very excited, as if as if they were having dinner with a, a, a superstar free agent, which so I don't understand the excitement, really, because this is not abnormal to have dinner with draft picks. Teams do it every year. Is there, is there excitement? There is excitement. Let's just... Worldwide West... Thibodeau and Scott Perry were having dinner in Miami with Kira Lewis. And apparently they were having all the, all having such a great time that they FaceTime with uh, Kira Lewis's Alabama coach, Nate Oates, just to show him how good of a time they were all having. And yeah, Knicks fans were tweeting, you know, let's go, the, the eyes emoji. A lot of fans want him. You know, having dinner with, the, with a draft pick means nothing. It's part of the interview process. I didn't even know that they could have dinner with players, Jay. Is that, that's part of this access to a certain number of draft picks? I, I... I assume it must be. I mean, clearly they did it, and they're not shy about it getting out there. So this wasn't anything that they were trying to keep quiet. So right. I mean, and do you know why be. it was only uh, Tibbs, Perry, and William Wesley at the dinner? Uh, I don't know. You must know, right? Yeah. So there's a rule that only three members of of team personnel can be with a player at any hmm. given time. No more. And than they picked three. Scott Perry. Over General Manager Leo. Scott Perry, head coach Tom Thibodeau, and World Wide West William Wesley. You, aren't you a little surprised that it's World Wide West in there and not Leon? Maybe uh, Leon's above it. I I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? I think World Wide West. Let's think about it for a minute, right? Yeah. Leon Thibodeau yes. and Scott Perry. That is probably as boring as you could fucking get, right? Right. That's, but you throw William Wesley. It's a in bunch. There. Of, <laughs> it's a bunch of grandpas. You throw fucking World Wide West in there. That's a in good Miami. Point. That's a good point. You fucking got strippers and stripper poles out versus wow. what? You don't think so? <laughs> Maybe it says something about Leon Rose though that he gave up that seat because Steve Mills wouldn't have. Steve Mills and Scott Perry were attached at the hip 
Steve Mills would not let Scott Perry off his leash. You never saw those two guys separated from each other. So maybe it's good that Leon Rose is letting his GM do his job, you know, along with the head coach and the guy he hired. So, yeah, I mean, it's either that. We also all saw Leon Rose, right, in these virtual press conferences. He's not, listen, he's not this charismatic guy, right? Maybe, you know, I like when people are in charge and they're using their people to their strengths. So, and they understand their, what are not their strengths. So yeah, Leon's probably not a wine and dine him type guy, but we know worldwide Wes is. We've seen all the photos of him with everybody. We know the connections he has. We know he's a people person. So it's not shocking that you want to put a little bit of that excitement in there to balance off the Thibodeau and Scott Perry. Because Scott Perry, we've seen him with Steve Mills. We know he's on the total other opposite end of the spectrum. And then Thibodeau's probably somewhere in the middle. We know he's got a lot of passion for the game. He's probably great to talk to about basketball. But Kira Lewis is apparently one of the guys that the Knicks are really high on. Kenny Payne was high on him when he was in high school. Because you know, Kenny Payne was the top recruiter for Kentucky. That was his main gig, or one of his main gigs over there. And he was really high on Lewis, um you know, during his high school uh, days. And just for all the Knicks fans who get excited over dinner, just remember, this happens all the time. Actually, a few years ago, a player the Knicks did not even draft who is on the Knicks right now, DSJ, was a big story. You remember the octopus story? Of course. Phil Jackson took Dennis Smith Jr. out for a meal. And according to rumors, DSJ would not try the octopus. No, he did Phil- try the octopus. He did try the octopus? Yes. I thought he Jay, didn't. Jay, I'm sorry. No, he I'm did. Sure he Jay, didn't. first of all, Jay, you're distracting the fuck out of me. Whatever neck exercises you're doing right now. <laughs> I've moved my can head. Can you stop? <laughs> and, it, and Craig, it wasn't rumors. DSJ was quoted by the Daily News or the New York Post. Forgive me. I forget which article it was back when it happened. I'm sorry, Barry. It was three years ago. <laughs> no, but he was quoted by saying that, yeah, you know, he didn't want to eat it. It was a tentacle. First of all, I don't care if people. I don't even if people are quoted in the New York Post or the Daily News. <laughs> that's essentially a rumor. All right, it's not a fact unless you see video. If it's coming out of the, one of those papers, okay, that's true. Jay, pull up the quote. We went out to some restaurant and they had me eat some octopus, like an actual octopus tentacle. First time ever. I wasn't going to try it, honestly. They kind of put the pressure on me to do it. So he tried it. Oh, yeah, I guess he did, yeah. But anyway, Craig, you're bringing this up. Is this, a, this is a story why? This is a story why because they went out to dinner with DSJ and they didn't even draft him. So everybody can calm down. <laughs> That's basically why it's a story. I went back and I watched some Kira highlights. Did you guys watch any? Knowing that the Knicks seem to be really high on him and they're even having dinner with him. So figured we might as well check him out again because he's one of the guys that we were not, we were not in love with. But no. we've seen a lot of players... And reviewed a lot of players since we watched him. Um, ju- just so we're aware, because I know that when we were watching these highlights, he's small. But he has supposedly gained 15 pounds since college. Rumor has it that he is now 180 pounds, six foot three. Right. And when we, when we reviewed him or, you know, discussed him, it was probably about a month ago as well. And I think you might have mentioned he's been climbing up the mock draft boards and everybody's big boards of late. When we had reviewed him, I think he was estimated to go somewhere between 20 and 30. So when we watched his highlights, I think we liked him. Uh, we liked him at, at, in that range. We thought he was probably a little bit better than that range. And now he's kind of caught up to where we saw him. But, I mean, he's still not a number eight pick, no. at least not in my eyes. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree he's not number eight. I mean, I watched him again, and he is very fast. And he, he obviously plays downhill. He's an exciting player. He probably fits really well in today's game. It's great that he added on some weight. 
because that it was one of his biggest downfalls. He's got a pretty good shot. Listen, if they really love him, I can't see picking him at eight, but maybe he's a guy that if they're going to trade down or if they're going to try and get another pick in the mid-teens, you know, 13 through 17, and they want to use that pick to get a point guard like him, and I don't know, maybe they still have the eight and they use that for another position. I mean, watching him, I was thinking, yeah, I guess even if they drafted him, he he would probably end up being their starting point guard. Like, he's still pretty good. I I don't like him that much where I would put him as a starting point guard. I I don't even think I'd like him anywhere in the top 15, to be honest with you. Um, Like I said, you know, 20-plus... Yeah, I think that's where I. To me, that's where he still fits. Twenty plus, he's not from based on everyone's projections. There's no way he'll be there. I understand. I'm just telling you where I'm at, uh, and yeah. I have no problem with other people viewing him. You know, anywhere else, you you don't know where a lot of these guys are going to fall. But I just don't have that good of a feeling about him. I, I don't see him translating, uh, making a uh, you know a positive difference in the NBA. You know, maybe a few years from now you can, and and that's why guys get paid the big bucks to to scout these guys and draft these guys and hope they turn into something. You know, I, I'm not seeing it with him. To me, there's other guys available that I see higher ceilings with. I watched highlights from back in February. Alabama played against Georgia in an SEC conference game. So he went up with uh, up against Anthony Edwards, although they weren't really playing against each other. And in that particular game, Alabama won by like three, but he dropped 37 points, had seven assists and five boards. The few occasions where I saw Edwards on him he hit a couple of threes just right over him um but in that particular 37 points 37 points against Georgia in a game that they won that's and a big Edwards, performance Anthony Edwards had 14 points in that game um again they weren't going head to head really most of the time yeah, but that's a pretty big performance that's against a big game. anybody yeah I mean that's big a performance. big performance now let me counterbalance that because I saw a couple highlights in what I was watching and one of them was against Tyrese Halliburton in Iowa State who Barry's a big Tyrese guy a lot of Knicks fans like Tyrese he's one of the top three or four point guards in this draft he's moved up to a lot of people's top five on their big yeah. he's moved up I mean he could go in, I mean I've seen him anywhere from five through through eight or nine I saw someone making a case for the Warriors taking him at two ahead of Lamelo. Y- yeah mm-hmm. number two no way I think it was Chris um, Ford. So he played. So so Kira Lewis played Tyrese Halliburton, and I was just curious how they played against each other because they they did match up and they're both first round picks. Obviously, totally different players. I mean, Tyrese has a lot of length and is a great defender. So I was curious how Kira did against him. Alabama lost to Iowa State. Iowa State by fifteen in that game. Kira Lewis had eight points, four rebounds, and five assists. Tyrese Halliburton had 23 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists playing against Kira Lewis. So, I mean, so the only evidence that shows is when two guys, like two first-round picks are going up against each other and there's that much of a difference. I mean, clearly Tyrese is probably head and shoulders a better player than Kira Lewis, right? Sure. I tweet. I made a tweet tonight. Just I want to get some vibes from Knicks fans. It was the only reason I did this because I sent out the two same exact tweets, and I said, "With the eighth pick, the New York Knicks select Tyrese Halliburton." Oh, I didn't see that one. I was like, I want to just want to beat Shams and Woj to it or something, and so many people were like, "No, that's the worst case scenario." What? God no. Are you? Fucking no, and kidding people me? are saying shit like Kira, Maxi. Are and, you kidding oh, me? If <laughs> no. Halliburton's there at eight and you don't take him, what a joke. There were so many people that hated it. And then and I did the same exact tweet with the eighth pick in the NBA draft, the New York Knicks select 
Isaac Okoro. Wouldn't have a problem uh, with that either. Same exact thing. Fucking every... And then more people upset. They want Vassal or Kira or Maxi. Or these guys that are probably reaches there. Maybe Maxi Vassal. Maxi at number in. eight? <laughs> Dude, I fucking think everybody just gets so excited over these guys. I mean, it's a reach. Then you just trade down if you really want these guys. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's funny, though. He went head-to-head against Maxi also. I'm looking at that now. And didn't have a good game. 10 points. And Maxi only had 13, though. And that's a Kentucky win. There was a report this week that NBA insiders are concerned. I don't know why this is concerning, but they're concerned that I guess it's a positive thing for the Knicks, that they're concerned that the Knicks could become a Kentucky pipeline. Well, you know who floated this was Bill Simmons on his podcast. Okay. That's where it stemmed from. And I've got audio of it if you want to hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, and there's also a real fear in the NBA. I mean, we should just... I'm I'm fine talking about this. It's it's rumor hearsay stuff, but it's just a fact. Kentucky Hold on. He said it's rumor hearsay stuff, but it's a fact. (laughs) Yeah. CA got multiple Kentucky guys, and there's a real fear in the league that the Knicks are gonna become the Kentucky pipeline (laughs) team. Devin Booker is a great example of that, right? That's somebody that even though he's on a big deal right now, at some point, if he wanted to move out of there. The league's kind of watching the Kentucky factor with that team. And I think even Davis, if if the Lakers hadn't won the title this year, who knows? Right? Are we positive he would have stayed? I don't know. All the signs, all the dialogue was like, yeah, LeBron and him, they love each other. But who knows what would have happened? So anyway. Um, that Knicks book- thing is intriguing. It is intriguing. Because if they can change <laughs> the culture there, why would they not be the next destination? Also, if if you're the Kentucky Pipeline team, that's a good thing because that's the one true pipeline we have right now. All those Kentucky guys know each other, like each other. Mm-hmm. Every year they have top dudes. And, and uh, also, like, it, Booker had already talked about on, a, I believe, a podcast with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, us three going to team up someday together. I believe it was Russell who said that in right, the conversation. That's, that's pretty much pretty much it. You, but you sure listen, you don't want to I mean, play 20 more minutes of it? Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Listen, having the, the, some of the guys that we've hired d- does, it gets us in some places that we were not before. Even if we don't turn the culture around immediately, it at least gets us conversations yeah, but you with know what? players like at a least, Devin Booker. At least let something happen first. You know, let, let, let one chip fall. You know what I mean? Let, let one thing and then say that we're going to become the pipeline. Nothing's happened. Nobody's come here. They're not, they're not saying we are the pipeline, but they're saying they're concerned they might become. So, I mean, because I mean, Julius whatever. Randall signed here, that was our, our, our no. you know, the big sign, and that was before Leon <laughs> not, Rose came that aboard. Was, they're, not t- they're not talking about Julius Randall, Barry. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's this fear there, but why is there the fear there? there there's because been no of Kenny evidence Payne, because of, of anything. World Wide West, because of CAA. Yeah, you want to call it breadcrumbs or clues or, 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 or foreshadowing. I, I won't believe it, you know, until I see some proof of it. Something. You know, it's one thing to hire staff from Kentucky, you know, or, or people that have relationships with Kentucky players. It's another thing to get, you know, high caliber Kentucky players. And I don't mean, you know just any Kentucky player. I mean, you know, like a Devin Booker, like an Anthony Davis, like, you know, something something that actually, you know, fucking makes a difference. Speaking of Kentucky players, one of the players that is apparently also high on the Knicks draft board, and hopefully not at eight, because it is all seems like a reach at eight, is Tyrese Maxey. 
All right, John Calipari, his former coach, said that if if teams pass on him in a certain range of the draft, it's going to be like when teams passed on Jamal Murray or Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And I've been reading up on Tyrese. A lot of people are very high on him He for his love for the game, his energy. And tonight there was this Clutch Sports Pro Day where him and Anthony Edwards... We're kind of showing off their skills, not playing against anyone, but just just running some some drills and showing off what they could do. I know. Did we all watch that? I did. I Check that out, Jay. Bits and pieces. What do you guys think of Tyrese? Because when we watched him the first time, we didn't love him, and I know that this is not in, in a game situation. But we're, how how do you think he did out there? He, um. So you know, we were talking about Lamelo Ball's interviews and and all that. He has got a great personality. You know, even even yeah, his coach, absolutely. even his coach, you know, talked about it. Um, I think, uh, you know, whenever you know he'd be on the practice floor, or what have you, always big smiles, and you could see in the interviews as well. Yeah, he said he brings a lot of joy to the team, and that that, that actually, when I heard that, that's actually, I don't want to find excuses to want to draft players, but that is appealing because, and I have said this before, I've I've mentioned some of these other guys we've drafted. There isn't this pure joy on the Knicks. Okay, I think one of the, I think maybe there's a little bit of that from Mitch. Everyone else just seems down and has a weight, like a big weight on their shoulders. There's I mean, not pure their, joy when they're playing between Knox and Frank and DSJ. Um, in their defense, though, I mean, it's hard it's when you lose when you suck. When you suck. game after game <laughs> and you suck. It's hard. I mean, and, and what are the optics? But did you see, did you see Knox in Kentucky playing with such joy? No, <laughs> I didn't. No, no. No, but what are the optics if you are, you know, laughing and, and, and having fun and this and that when you're, you know, down 15 to 20 points every game? You know, it doesn't, doesn't look good. And I don't want to, uh, frankly, I don't want to see it. But yes, can they use positive energy? Sure. Yeah, but it's also like what came for, like, what causes what? Like, I can are you guys really you. awful because you're fucking not out there and you're not enjoying yourselves and playing like you love the game? I can guarantee it, you that's not why they're losing. Okay. It's, it's not why they're losing. It's purely a talent but, level. It would be refreshing to have some more of 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 this kind of vibe. Is all yes. I'm saying. Yeah, I, I will not argue with you there. Um, however, you know, first of all, watching a pro day is very hard to move my needle for somebody. You know, watching them, whether you know hitting open threes or not. But I will say, I will say before you go, this is not this is not like these workouts that we watch on Twitter. Okay, that. They can that someone can just pick a string of shots that they were nailing and playing right, really well. This is a lot. This is a live, unedited performance in front of an audience. So there is some pressure there. I mean, they're playing in front of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Trey Young. There were a lot of NBA stars there represented that are represented by Clutch Management. So they're. I mean, and it's on. Te- it's on national television. I yeah, think it was live. Was that live? It was live, but but it, it's, it's a one on none. Like, you know, there's no defense, you know, whatsoever. At least, you know, in the past, they can get, you know, two-on-twos out there, three-on-threes out there, those types of, like, mini scrimmages. But, you know, there's none of that. Right. But what what did you think of Tyrese? <sighs> Even though it's one-on-none and you don't get that impressed by these workouts. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, again, if, and I don't I don't see him as a top-10 pick, you know? so No, for the, he's not a t- let's Again, forget if, hey, look, God, no. if the Knicks make some type of trade and they trade down, you know, somewhere in the mid-teens, yeah, I wouldn't mind drafting him, you know, because that, that's where he belongs in my eyes. He was more athletic than I, I felt like I remembered 
watching and the highlights that we had seen. He played with, compared to Anthony Edwards, who I guess we'll get to, we don't really need to get to, I think we can just compare them. I mean, Anthony Edwards was a beast. Oh my we know God. he's how big he is. But the the le- the difference in energy, yeah, um, but dude, just the pace they were p- performing at. Tyrese just impressed me in that way. He had a ton of energy, and dude, he was not he was not missing shots. He was. Yeah, but you're going to talk about Tyrese's energy that you felt, and yet, um, I forget where they said it was. It was um, some athletic place that these players go, and they do these crazy physical tests on them. And they said when Anthony Edwards walked in there, and they put him through these tests where. You know, thousands of other athletes went through there. He was off the charts in his athletic ability. He's superhuman in athletic yeah. ability, but I'm not talking about athletic ability. Compare, I'm not comparing their athletic ability. I'm comparing their energy. Yeah, but you also have to take into consideration, I mean, who's got more to gain from this thing tonight? I mean, Maxi is the one who's trying to move up. Maxi, but... Anthony but, Edwards but, is not dropping past three, so... Yeah, he's locked you know, Well, in. Anthony Edwards, I actually wondered why Anthony Edwards would even do this. He's got... All he can do is lose... It was probably, I mean, Clutch Sports probably talked him into doing it. I mean, it's, it's really I don't more think for he Clutch should, Sports. I don't think he should have done it. I think, if anything, he hurt his stock. That's who it benefited the most, is Clutch. I mean, the knock on him is that he doesn't necessarily have the, the love for the game that other people he do doesn't, anyway. And he doesn't have the motor. And, dude, right. I, I saw it, honestly. I saw yeah, that. Well, and, yeah, I mean, look, obviously his former coach at Georgia wants him to do well, right? And, he, and he's going to tout him up. But... I mean, if you take the coach's word for what he said, I mean, he talked about how how Anthony Edwards did have the drive and did have the push and did have the grind and would be in the gym after games and that he did have a crazy work ethic. You know, so is that all bullshit? I mean, I, yeah, I can't problem. believe that I it's mean, 100% yeah, they, bullshit. Georgia wants a top pick in the draft. Yeah, what's sure they gonna, do. What's it's his, they've had them it's before. It's his job to get these guys, to put these guys in the best position to help themselves. Yeah, yeah. How does it look How does it look for the program if they could get one of their players as the number one pick in the draft? Sure. So he's got a vested interest. How, in does, it, how does it look for a coach who who can't speak entirely positive his, of his players? Who's going to go to Georgia then? It's like, you know, I mean, he, he really needs to work on his motor. Um, he doesn't love the game as much as, most, as much as the other players. I know. Or it's like finding, okay, what is what has my guy been criticized on the most? And how can I turn it around? How can I flip it, you know, and get that <laughs> negative stigma off of him? I mean, the same goes for Calipari. You know, he's going he's gonna to make everyone think that Tyrese is the next Jamal Murray. A lot of Kentucky players don't turn into anything. A lot of them do. You know, you never know. It does know. make a great recruiting speech when you can say, look, you know, uh, you know, four out of five guys that we draft go in the lottery, you know, after their first year. You know, you want to come to Kentucky. Absolutely. How do you think he gets them? I, I cannot. Sorry, John Calipari. I, I can't see him being a Jamal Murray. I just can't. But hey, who the hell knows? He's young. Jay, how was your week of uh, your two weeks at home, right? Yeah, two. And how what was the dessert situation like? A lot of good ones. Yeah, actually, yes, we've been eating a, a lot of sweets. Like, and did you get your hands on the Clarkson Avenue uh, peanut butter and jelly? Um, no, Still I did not. No. I did not. Okay. Well, Jay, as many of you know, our sponsor, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, has the most delicious crumb cakes in existence. Send my man Blanderson a fucking peanut butter and jelly crumb cake. How does how do we make that happen? I mean, Bland, you should just just should I tweet at them? Uh, well, I don't think you should beg for crumb cake. Look. I mean, you could you could buy it. Okay. 
With flavors like mint chocolate blackout, raspberry blackout, blueberry, salted caramel, and the one that Jason is dying to try but just will not spend the $11 on it, (laughs) peanut butter and jelly. These guys, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cakes, are changing the crumb cake game. They're available online in a variety of flavors and in two sizes, the 8 by 8 inch size cakes or the world famous crumpkins, which are crumb cakes in mini muffin form. And don't forget the crumb cake of the month. There's only one, like two days yeah, left of the month. So. We only got a couple of days left. I mean, next Do time we, we have any idea what the crumb cake of the month is for November? No, I, I went on before to see if we could get like a sneak peek, but there's there's nothing. I'm trying to think, I'm going to assume some kind of pumpkin flavored kind of crumb cake, right? I mean, you know what it is? You know what it is? Potato? A pumpkin. There is pumpkin involved. I spoke to them. I spoke to the guys a few weeks ago. It is pumpkin. I think there's like a, I think I feel like I remember it's going to be a pumpkin cream cheese frosting oh my god and a ginger crumb mm. really they are artists over there let me tell <laughs> Am you I blowing the news on this or what oh no we're gonna get fired yeah um, crumb gate i'll be all over that that i'll have to i'll have to order that you have to get that get yes. that in the peanut butter and jelly in one one order that sounds spectacular. Pumpkin with cream cheese frosting. And and what what and you use promo code Hardnix Life for twenty three percent off your order. And don't forget about their new option for corporate gifting. All right, guys, you hear that music? Everybody knows what it means when that music comes on. All right, it's time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. But but Blandy. Okay, here we go. All right. This was a great idea that Barry and I came up with. Mostly Barry. In honor of this being Halloween week. And and you know everybody loves those impressions and accents. Oh gosh. This is the spooky news with Vampy Hooper. Okay. Vampy Hooper. We want to hear your best Dracula voice through this news segment. Or if you wanna if you want to evolve it into anything else, you can have some fun with it. All right, Blandy? Okay. Here you go. You got 35 seconds. Thir- what? <laughs> 35 <laughs> seconds? <laughs> okay. How much, Here is how the much news. time do you want? Are you ready? This, Here this we go. This has the potential to be very annoying. I've got six, six different stories to tell you. Hmm. First, Daryl Morey is finalizing a deal with the 76ers to be their president of basketball operations. Yeah, good. Okay. Do you, what do you want to know? Say? If we like the accent, I don't know. Or is it okay? <laughs> yes. Should I continue? Yes. I don't or know. No. Is that a vampire? That's a vampire accent. I'm trying to do like yes, like Eastern European Romanian Dracula. You sound. It's, it's not very scary, spooky, or scary, well, I right? Mean, right. What what Drac? What what vampire thing is, is scary? In Twilight, they don't even have accents. They're just vampires. <laughs> Here comes all of Jay's weird vampire show and movie knowledge. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Story number two. Steven Silas is being named the coach of the Rockets. Hold on, let's go back to the Daryl Moore thing. That's crazy news, right? That's a big hire for the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, it it is. I mean, I wonder what that means for Elton Brand, truthfully. Whoa, whoa what kind of voice is this? <sighs> I wonder what it means for Elton Brand. <laughs> All right, keep going. 
he might lose his job. <laughs> there you go. Did that sound spooky? I, if I was doing a vampire voice, I would have to set up every time I went, I want to suck your blood, and then I would have to go. <laughs> yes, well, Steven Silas is going to be the head coach of the Rockets, and if you know the Rockets jerseys, their color is red, red like blood. Did you just become an Italian vampire? <laughs> kind of. It is. Yeah. Yes, it kind of a sounds like it is. I want to make the pizza with the sauce. <laughs> yes, the red sauce that I like to suck the blood of the people. <laughs> a little pizza with just blood and uh, blood and pepperoni. Like how authentic of a, of a vampire accent like is is Adam Sandler in, in Hotel Transylvania? Is that, that's, that's pretty that good. It? Can you good, do you that think? one? You can do that? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I guess I could just keep talking like this. All right, what if just do the rest of the news as if you're really scared about something, like if some like someone's hiding behind you or over your shoulder? Yeah, and whisper it. Okay. <laughs> the Utah Jazz family, the family that owns the Jazz, the Millers, they're selling the team for one point six billion. Oh my god. <laughs> to a tech entrepreneur. And when he called them, the call came from inside the house. It's coming from inside the house. Okay, now the p- next piece of news, do it as if you're on the phone. What's that movie where they, where someone's on the phone and they're calling the house creeping people out? Isn't that Scream? But do you ever hear a voice or no? Mm. No, it just rings. I don't know. Well, I right, do the, do the, the, the next piece of news. Do the next piece of news as if you're calling someone on the phone, trying to spook them out when you're calling them. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could do that. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, I was not thinking such an angry. <laughs> well, that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna scare somebody that way. That? Okay, don't do it like this. No, don't do it like that. Anything okay. else, please? What else you got then? What else? Another way? Okay, you just, you're like, you're a rabid animal. You just took a bite out of somebody, blood's dripping down your face, and you're, you're really excited about it, and you're telling us the news. How about that? <laughs> like, he's, is he, like, transforming into, like, a werewolf or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you're, like, you're half werewolf, half man. You're, you're, like, ravenously ripping apart the meat of somebody. It's dripping down your chin, and you're telling us the news. Go. Oh. Uh, okay, well, that's you know what it's actually perfect then because what I'm talking about is I'm starting off with uh, uh, Malik Beal. Uh, we don't Be- need the whole explanation. Can you just just, well, just do it? Okay, so Malik Beasley, uh, he's a guard on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, was arrested for threatening strangers with a gun. There you go. <laughs> Uh, and Terrence Davis of the Raptors <laughs> was arrested also uh, for domestic violence. All right, we've lost all of our fucking listeners. No, this is point. great. I think he's doing. I think <laughs> no, honestly, I think you're, you're doing great. If, if I mean, if we're losing listeners, it's not my fault. You're asking me to do this. This is not. I my think preference. he's hitting them out of the park, Craig. I mean, okay, good. Luckily, the kids are not here tonight, so I can howl like a wolf and not have to worry about waking anybody up. So. Oh. And how many more pieces of news do we have here? I've one? got, I've got one 
like multi-layered piece here. All right, what's the creep? What's the spookiest thing we can have Jay do right now? What about okay? What about this? Because I think this came up in a, somehow in a text exchange between the three of us this week. Really creepy man in a van trying to lure kids to kidnap them and murder them. All right, go. That. Is that too dark? Is that too dark? I mean, that's kind of dark. I mean, I guess I could try, but... Who was that? You told us about a friend of yours that has a creepy van. No, this is not a friend. This is a co-worker who, yeah, has what we refer to as the murder van. And even though he's a 60-something-year-old man with a child in his 20s, he's got multiple stuffed animals positioned on the dash (laughs) that you see through the front window. Okay, let me tell... There's no... And there's no windows in the back or the side of the van. Oh my goodness, Oof. that is creepy. Let me t- let me ask you, is this creepy? Um, we're at the school, there's a security guard. Really nice guy. He's there every day. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's a he's totally nice guy. We chat sometimes, we say hello. He's been trying to get my son to say hello to him for two years now. My son refuses to say hello to him. This guy loves to try to get him to say hello. The other day, like a week or two ago, he was like, hey, um, he finally talked to me. I was like, what? 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 He was like, oh, I asked him how his ankle was doing. Because my son sprained his ankle. He was like, it's a little bit better. I was like, all right. Didn't think much of it. And then today I'm walking by and he like says something to me, but I didn't understand what he said. So I was like, what? And he was like, it seemed like he was a little weirded out by me turning back around to talk to him. He was like, oh, um, I was just saying when, uh, when I see your son on the play, when I'm watching him on the playground, when all the kids are on recess... It looks like, he, and he was like, I don't mean, like, I don't, I don't just like watch your son. I, I just like, <laughs> oh I look at everybody, <laughs> you know? So he was aware of what was coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. He was like, when I'm, when I'm watching your son at recess with all the other kids, I mean, I mean, I'm watching as a, as a group, I'm not focusing, I'm not like zeroing in on your kid or anything. And then he went on to say, he like talks to all the, he's very talkative. He, mm-hmm. he's having so much fun with his friends. So it's, he was like, it's not just like, I thought maybe he doesn't talk to me. He doesn't talk to anyone, but he is really talkative. And I was just like, am I supposed to be creeped out by this? <laughs> Should I be creeped out by that? Uh, I mean, he should be doing that. I mean, he must be doing that to everybody. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, he's it's got an, nothing it, else to do. He it's stands an elementary outside there school. That's how the custodians are at at, a, at elementary schools. They talk yeah, what to else the kids are they all the time. Do? And the fact that he realized that it sounded weird right away. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's good. He was like, when he was like, no, I mean, I don't mean to be creepy. And I'm just like, well, you are fucking being really creepy. Yeah, like right when now. I take a picture of your kid. I mean, I take pictures of all the kids. It's not just <laughs> right. your kid I take a picture of. But uh, I was looking through my my. I was looking through my photos of him. I mean, I have got a photo book of all the kids in the school. Okay, so you're that guy, Jay. What, the fuck? what does that guy sound like? You, you, you I, I could tell you. You were off it's, to a no, good start you're, before. You're talking. <laughs> you are in your van. You roll Looking down out. the window. Okay. You roll down. Maybe you got a creepy uh, ice cream truck. Let's uh, say you have a creepy ice cream truck. I'll play some creepy ice cream truck music right now. How about okay. That? that? Okay. And you've rolled down. You've got the window down. You're selling some ice cream to some little kids with the hopes of one day. You know, this is really going to reflect poorly on all of us, right? I mean. You're telling yeah. the news, Jay. All right. I mean, if this is what you want. Hey. Psst. Kid. <laughs> You don't have to. No, you're talking does. to the listener. What do you no, mean? That's what you. <laughs> this, what you does. this is part of the thing. That's why I said it's gonna it's gonna reflect really no, poorly good. on us. Well, sure. If you're gonna. S- All right. Make so then I'll like take. That. So then take that. Then we'll start again, and I won't do that. 
No, 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 do that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it was good. That's not... Hey, psst. Over here. I got something for you. I got some news. <laughs> and some candy. Did you know the NBA, the league, they want to start the season on December 22nd? And have free agency start on November 20th? Yeah, if you come over this way, I could tell you more about it. Players, though? Then they scoot over. They get a little closer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Trying to see what you have inside the van there? I just... Peeking I had in. something... <laughs> I, uh. <laughs> you do have to be very I, delicate here. Uh, but the, the players? The players, they, they don't want to start <laughs> in December. They don't want to. Okay. Let's keep that our little secret. <laughs> oh, man, you got all the lines, bro. Yeah, you got this down to the science. All the lines. The union would prefer that that the league start on January 18th, and that free agency doesn't start until December 1st. I don't know if you heard this guy, Danny Green. He was on a podcast for The Ringer, and he said that a lot of the top players probably wouldn't go back to the NBA if it started in December, like LeBron James. They just sit out. Over here, I'm talking to you. The league says if they start in December and not January, they'll make an extra $500 million, which is really, really important. That's it. And that's the way the basketball bounces. What a job, Jay. Wonderful. So what what are your um, what are you guys' uh, thoughts on when this is this uh, next season's gonna start then? All this back and forth. Yeah, I mean, if they try to start in December, that's that's fucking insane. I mean, we know the it league sounds, would do that. It sounds crazy. Yeah. I mean, LeBron me is how old? He just play. I mean, how many? He, he, there's no way he's ready to play in December, guys. That's in seven weeks. I mean, the draft is on the 18th. That means essentially a month after the draft, the game, the regular season games right, are starting. So what about camp? When's camp? Camp preseason. Uh, it's, I mean, it's we know crazy. there's no summer league, but free age. Like it's going to be. Listen, I think it would wins. be exciting. It would be very exciting. I mean, listen. ESPN was reporting that league revenue was down ten percent this year to about eight point three billion. So clearly, they need to try and they they want to make up as much cash as they as they can. And starting in December, like I said, it's like a, an extra half a billion dollars in their estimate. But, I mean, yeah. come on. When the league is built on the players, they are not going to go for that. Well, there's about seven teams that are going to be, or, or eight teams that are going to be, have no problem at all with it. And those are the ones that well, have been, yeah. haven't played since March. Right. But nobody, who gives a shit what, you know, what they want? Right. I mean, if LeBron's like, I'm not playing, it doesn't make, make a difference that Mitchell Robinson wants to get back out on the court. Right. thing is, you said they lost 10% last year, right? But... They stand to lose way more this season because last year they at least got a majority of the season in with fans, with fans and yeah. like normal. And then they did come back. Yeah, they want to get started as early as possible because they know they're going to lose even more this year because there's going to be no fans for the entire season probably. So, I mean, it makes total sense that they want to get it started as quickly as possible because, I mean, why not for them? But, yeah, I don't know how guys like LeBron are going to go that quick. Yeah, and it's going to make it – it would make it easier for the following year to get back on track 
you know, a, a normal start yep, time. Absolutely. I think I saw a quote from Damian Lillard that said that if getting back to the getting back in December means he gets to have his summers off again, that he's all for it because he doesn't want to, you know, do what they did this year. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin, and you can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. You can leave us some ratings and reviews anywhere you listen to the show. Please do so. And you can call us at 516-33-MESH-1 and leave a voicemail. And speaking of voicemails. Oh, for that. I got a couple to play. Oh, a couple? Well, listen, I have to be honest, and I need your guys' opinion. I don't know if this is legitimate, but Paul Bear. Is it Paul Bear or Paul Bear? Paul. Okay, Paul Bear, who said that Macho Man was dead. Yeah. We got a voicemail. Oh, Jesus. Didn't we say not to call in again as Paul Bear? Oh, yeah. Oh. Guess who's back? Back again. First off, Paul Bear. Much like Ron. Wearing Kobe's jockstrap. You wearing mine, brother? Now my balls smell on your face? Well, give a copy of me. Give it again, diggers. Ooh, yeah. So, is this the Macho Man? That's not a really good Macho Man. Is that the Macho Man? Is this the Macho Man that used to call in? I don't know. It's not a good one, though. I am not sure if this is the Macho Man. Can you pull up an old voicemail or no? Oh, to compare the two? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to pull one up. Here we go. go. Oh, yeah, you know who it is. The Macho Man. Since he's in remission, life's going good. Until I read about that punk, Richard Jefferson. It's an awful fucking impression. Can you believe this crap? Didn't want to play for the Knicks. He can play with me and my balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, but he did mention balls. So that could be a go-to thing to talk about for him. Okay, let's remember that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I, I think it's the same person. It sounds... It's a totally different energy, but I think it's the same one. Yeah, and who would... I mean... Who would do that? Who has the time? Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? So, Macho Man is back. I'm just... I'm just happy you're okay. If it's you. <laughs> he called back again. I mean, do you want to hear the second oh one? Oh, God. It's hard enough to listen to one. I know. This is fairly short. You get ready, Blandy. Are you paying attention? Okay. This is for you. his balls smell, Blandy. You gotta come with more than that if you're gonna, you know. Listen, Blandy will lure you into his creepy ice cream truck. <laughs> and, you know, fucking it's be not careful, even a good man. macho man, really. I mean, <laughs> oh, did you hear that, macho man? Macho man's rolling over in his grave. Show him how you do it. Snap into a slim gym! <laughs> oh, why didn't we do next next week maybe the news in Macho Man? No. What do you think? No, that would dude, destroy my voice and just that I would kill. No. All right, guys. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Arroo! 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.